With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. <laughs> Hold the phone. Hey, brother. This is serious, serious. We could make Episode number 221. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. Time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hi! I'm one of your hosts, the aforementioned Sam Pete. Welcome to the show. We have a huge podcast we are streaming and recording live. It is March 5th. It is 10 p.m. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Go get some coffee. There's 10 inches of snow on the ground, inexplicably. Here in New York, again, it's March 5th, enough with the 10 inches of snow, nice. So uh, go grab some coffee, maybe a, a pastry nice. PJ's probably going to talk about cookies later. Probably. He's going to talk about, he's been talking a lot about cookies. Get some coffee. I have coffee. PJ has coffee. And uh, we're going to talk New York sports. There's uh, Islanders and Rangers to talk about. Shh, don't tell us. Cal and I are not watching the third period of the Islanders-Nashville game. But there is hockey to talk about. There is football to talk about with the NFL free agency about to open next week. It is crazy pants. There's a lot of rumors going around, so we have that to talk about. And then, of course, the Mets and the Yankees. Spring training in full bloom. Narratives are being forced. Stories are being trumped up. Yes, it's spring training. We are in the best shape of our careers. We uh we we are every one of those stories that goes on in spring training. Are you in the best shape of your career? I really feel like I am. So uh, all that coming now. Thanks. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Let's get right to it. Episode number 221. Oh, before we do, just uh, real quick. Uh, we are doing uh, the uh, NFL Draft podcast for the first round of the playoffs. We're once again teaming up with TurnOnTheJets.com, Joe Caparoso and the boys. 
Happy birthday to Joe Cap, by the way. Birthday today. I think the kid's like 28 or something. Something ridiculous. Um, we will be teaming up with Joe Cap doing a joint podcast at Five Mile Stone, a great bar on the Upper East Side of New York. Beers will be provided by Gunhill Brewing Co. Again, which is awesome. So they're going to have some beers on tap. We're going to watch the first round of the draft on Thursday, April the 30th, probably at 7.30 p.m. in case the Islanders are in a playoff game. So details to follow, but we are super excited about that. Go to turnonthejets.com for details. Go to rtusports.com for details. Go to gunhillbrewingco.com for details. And fivemilestone.com for details. There are friggin' details everywhere. Okay. Let's bring in the co-host of the program. Cal. That's him. He's that's the guy. That that the female one sounds a little longing. Cal. My, where have you been? I do declare, I wonder, where has Cal Cal? It's very southern. <laughs> very sort of why <laughs> dear dear Cal. We are rationing our food, and the war has taken... All right, I'm, I'm sorry. Bye. Mr. Brian Calneva, Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hey, buddy. What's up? How are you, guy? Good. How good. are you doing, guy? You good? You're soaking in it. Yeah. Right before the show, you told me I was soaking in it. I did. Remember Madge? I remember, Madge. You're soaking in it, you dumb. <laughs> you dirty end of a mop. You're soaking in it. Dirty end of a mop was a big one for my grandmother when she couldn't curse at somebody. Never heard that one. Yep. Dirty end of a mop. All right. <laughs> she could, you couldn't say something really filthy. She would yeah. say, you, you dirty end of a mop, you little. <laughs> you know what's one I say all the time? <laughs> when I can't curse? What's that? Ah, your sister's husband. That's a good one. <laughs> what that means? It's got me in trouble on a few occasions. Yeah, what about her? What about him? How are you, buddy? Which, which sounds a lot better than ah, your brother-in-law. Your brother—that's right. Your sister's husband. Doesn't, doesn't it, work. It, there's a certain gratification I get in saying it because it sounds—if you really nail it—it it sounds like you're saying something bad. Ah, your sister's husband is what happened over there. Your no. mother's uncle. Your mother's <laughs> My great uncle? What's wrong with what is, what why is to it, do with this? Why is my uncle Babe in trouble? What did he do? He wasn't even here. Uh how are you, man? Good. Good. You? You? Wait, how are you? I'm good. What do you think of Great. this uh I don't want to talk about the weather, but um can this be the can end? Can we talk about the weather? No. <laughs> Okay, Michael Stipe, no problem. Is this the last of it? I feel like this should be the last of it. It's supposed. It better be. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you were about, I'm about to say to tear supposed- someone's head clean off. <laughs> what uh, what number uh, snowblower journey was this for you? This was at, at least at least the third. Maybe the fourth. I feel like it's it's sick. the second this week. <laughs> this was today was the second this week. Yeah, that's a lot. The first week in March, I used the snowblower twice. Yeah, that's not a great sign. I think no. this is it though. It's supposed to be like fifty-two here tomorrow. 
I don't believe. 52 tomorrow? Yes. No. That's, Wait, not, no that's not right at all. Then on Saturday it is. It's supposed no, to be in the 50s in the next three days. No, that's... Yes, it is. No, you're, Why would I make that up? You, I'm sure, you're probably mistaken. I don't think you're lying about it. Your sister's husband. <laughs> uh, let's Officer bring in... Dan? <laughs> what did Officer Dan do? He's a good guy. Should we bring in uh, the bish? Yeah, bring him in now. <laughs> He's a war hero. He is a war hero. Get him in. Your sister's husband is a war hero. We should mention that. Yeah, literally. But enough about him. Let's bring in the bishop. Yeah, n- enough about that war hero. Don't worry about him. You're right. It's going to be 27 tomorrow. Like, that's not more like it. It is going to be 37 on Saturday, 42 on Sunday. Getting closer to 50. Keep going. It will be 50 next Thursday. That's it. Which means this weekend it will be like the 1950s. That's my prediction. <laughs> that was like the mountain climber in The Price is Right. <laughs> where, the, where the amount keeps getting higher and higher. <laughs> this weekend's going to be like the 1950s. Great. I used the paper- to sing that song around the house. My parents were not happy. The paper will cost a nickel. You better dress sharp. Right. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great time this weekend in the 1950s. I'm going to... Kitchen appliances will be enamel and green. (laughs) Just this weekend, though, and then it'll go back to what it normally is. Right. That's right. Around the kitchen window, there'll be be two sets of three little shelves that hold nothing. (laughs) It'll be very 1950s. (laughs) What if... What if that's still your mother's kitchen? It's your mother's uncle. Is what is it is. That, is that a problem? Like if your mother still has those those three shelves? Does she have an avocado colored rotary phone on the wall? She does, but it's total kitsch. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's a prop. Because <laughs> she lives on a movie set. That's that's correct. <laughs> PJ, what say? Uh, do you have a um, uh, a saying that you use in place of cursing? Around, around say, the uh, around the children, yeah. or or around just people you ch- like at work. Like I say, <laughs> your sister's husband a lot at work. Who, once again, Cal's sister's husband is a war hero. Let's just say it. So just one more time. And the other one is an insurance executive, <laughs> right? Not a. But still, a very he's a hero in his, in his he's own a hero right. in his own right. Yeah. Um, PJ just saluted, by the way. Just, yes, I did. Just say, oh, I have, yes, I have he did. A great deal of respect for all war any heroes. Soldier. I have a great deal of respect for any soldier, really. Anybody willing to make that commitment? How about Thanks. Donny Osmond? Is he a soldier? He's a soldier of love. What about the kids? He was Army? a soldier of love. <laughs> what about those? What about those in the Kiss Army? They're shady. They, they, they've made a commitment. They are they soldiers? Be, uh, are they foot on the they ground? Might be uh... Hey, look! You got to really. They're not war heroes. They're guitar heroes. <laughs> They're guitar heroes. You got to be really committed to uh, pledge allegiance to Peter Chris for that long. Really, anybody does. Uh, does, PJ, does PJ have a saying? Yeah, it was, a, a yeah. non-vulgar saying. 
Oh, I use my dad's. See, my dad's has a, uh, your sister's also. My dad's was always your sister's potato or your sister's potato. <laughs> what? Uh, your sister's potato. <laughs> and then as we got all. older, that became no, your, your, your sister. Stop. Oh, stop. what? What? Stop. What's wrong with your sister's potato? <laughs> because that could be filthy, depending on the connotation we, of potato. Oh, we didn't think so. We just no, thought it was but, funny. Okay. He didn't say, like, your sister's, yeah, there's a lot of ways you could go there. But your sister's potato could be taken as, in a number of ways. In certain certain Easy. prisons, in certain prisons, I'm sure. That's a euphemism. Well, now i got to be careful. I, I let that fly at work all the time. Maybe there's, like, an HR file on me now. <laughs> <laughs> Uses strange euphemisms behind closed doors. Uh, he door. said it again today. Check it off. November 26th. Another Your Sister's Potato. By the way, how did you know I was going to talk about cookies? Because your Facebook page is riddled with posts about this one cookie that you held up. As if it it was the Lion King, by the way. You're holding it up as if it's Simba. I'm Rafiki holding up Simba. Yeah. (laughs) That huge chocolate chip cookie. Was that an optical illusion? Was it the size of your face? <laughs> Is that actual size? It what? Yeah, it it was it was. If you held it at the bottom of your chin, it covered my eyes. We need it we need Dan we need cookie. Dan in a picture for scale. <laughs> I have to bring children into it with me. Right. <laughs> it is but no way that was a cookie because. They would demand a piece. No way. That's that's right. There, there would be like seven bites taken out of the cookie and no longer no the size of Dan's face. Of course we're going to talk cookies. Okay. It's been a while. By the way, he lodged a complaint. Dan? He lodged a complaint. Yeah. With the show? He lodged a complaint. He came into the kitchen later on. He's like, man, I thought I was getting a piece of that cookie. I was like, nope. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I thought he lodged a complaint with the, with the show, too. That's what I thought. Oh, no, he tell loves what you're doing. Keep it up. Like you wrote a letter to Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> tell, tell him the complaint department's on the fifth floor. To of whom this, it may concern. Of this four-floor building. <laughs> to whom it may concern. I'm very, he wrote a very strongly worded letter. It's a business letter, though. It was well written. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he doesn't care for you, PJ. <laughs> I know. Strong complaint letter against his own dad. Doesn't like anything that this guy is doing. Quote, the sports talk I find to be very strong, comma. But when it goes to that fun load segment, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Nice, nice use I of think, ellipses. Who I think is he said crude guy? and condescending. <laughs> Signed, Dan Cachopo, Esquire. Respectfully yours. <laughs> Always. Always. All right, let's get to the sports. Can we uh, can we get back to the cookie? Are we going to talk cookies? Come back to the cookie. You can always look to the cookie. Are we going to talk cookies in the fun load? Is that what you're telling me? Whenever it comes up, it comes up. I have a way of working. Do we have to maintain this structure? I mean, really. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling today. It's a ruse. I'm I'm just saying. Why do you Why do you got to hit the fun load button and say that this is the fun load? I'm saying we could just roll into it. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? 
because we've been breaking the shows up, and uh, although I've been behind on posting the fun loads, I think you see how effective it is when we post just a fun load. It's effective. No? Who 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 sees that it's effective? Nobody sees it's effective. Your sister's husband. Let's go to the sports. <laughs> Your sister's potato. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna go have cookies right now. I'm going to make your sister's potato filthy. Filthy. Now that sounds filthy. Hey, why don't you tell me again about your sister's potato? Why don't you leave her potato alone? You leave my sister's potato out of it, buddy. Okay, um, Cal, there's, it's a weird time of the year because it feels like nothing's going on in sports, and yet there's a lot going on in sports, um, especially here in New York. Do you want to start with the hockey or do you want to start with the baseball? I don't care. Whatever you want to start with. No preference. I really don't. Well, I, I feel like I feel a little weird about starting with the hockey because we don't know the results of the third period. Well, why? Well, of tonight's game. Why wouldn't? But what does that mean? Well, I, I like knowing if they've won this game or not, because it, it, it would factor into what I would ask you about. Well, However, you know what? That, how, that, how about how about we record two versions <laughs> of of this? What one is it? If they clue. Would. Yeah, two plus two plus two plus two plus one plus two plus. And we'll what? just and we'll put the other version on the director's cut. Okay. All right. So let's assume they lose. All right, sir. Let's, let's do ending A. Let's go. Let's go to that route. How are you going to talk about it? Choose your own adventure. That's what we're doing. Well, we knew they. We know they were winning two to one going to the third period. What do they lose by? Um. Let's say two. Let's say four two. Let's, or let's let's, two. let's say four two. They empty give up. Net. They have a three goal third period and a complete well, meltdown. An empty net goal. Okay, empty net goal. I like to call that a Richard Mulligan goal. Empty nest. Oh, I and I and I call it a Christy McNichol. So nobody calls it a park overall. Day. Nobody does. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> park overall. Why, Lord, I do declare. She had like the southern. I can't do. A, can anyone do a park overall? Anyone? I don't think she can do a park <laughs> overall. I, it's not. It's not a Crystal Bernard now. It's a Park overall. Whew. Crystal Bernard, deep cuts. There's another. Ufa. <laughs> Ufa. Um. No, let's not do this. Let's do this. They're on this. They're on this four-game road trip. They lost the first game uh, to the Stars, uh, three to two in overtime. They were lucky to get the two-one tie. It was a miracle shot by uh, Anders uh, Anders Lee with a. Uh, about 1.1 seconds left. They look tired in that game. They look disjointed. This is a really critical road trip, Cal, in that we feel like they have to get four points out of these four games. I I feel like... Here's the only thing I have to say about the Islanders. I feel like they need to get healthy. I really do. They made the trade for Kennedy. That's been a bust. Uh, that has not helped. They got Casey Sezikis back tonight, which is nice, but they lost Matt Martin for a game suspension, but he'll be back. And and the trade for Michael uh, Neuvert is a great trade, but are you going to play him? 
Were you were you Always surprised speaking. to right? But were you surprised to see Halak tonight? No, really, not at all. As they have back to back games coming up, right? But as good as Neuvert has been of late, yeah, wouldn't you want to get a hot goalie in the game? Has Halak been bad? He's won thirty three games. I think necessarily has been bad. I think it would have been an opportunity to get him four days rest, and then you could have played him uh, against Florida which is a more important game in my estimation. I mean, he'll still probably play against Florida on Saturday, right? Who, Halak? Yeah. No, I think Neuvert will play against Florida. Isn't that a more important game? Because it's in the East? Couldn't you argue that Neuvert's playing better right now? R- right. That's. But you just made the argument that Halak was, has been good and he's still your he number one goalie. Mm-hmm. I just I was surprised not to see Neuvert tonight. Okay. I would have thought you would have got him in there. Um, and and they have the back to backs next week, next Monday and Tuesday. Right? That's well, yeah, that's yeah, that's so, com- it's coming up. That's Neuvert will four days. No, right, Neuvert will probably play on the Tuesday night or on the Monday night against the uh, Maple Leafs, and then the Tuesday night the Rangers will be probably Halak. Although you never know, Cappy, you never know what he's going to do. You really don't. Yeah. I don't but think they, it matters. They have what, eighteen games left, not including tonight? Um they have seventeen, 17 games left. So in, including thir- tonight, seventeen. Including games. tonight. So seven so thirty four possible points. Hey, look, just go get what did we say? Eighteen? Out of the thirty four? Yeah. Seventeen out of the thirty four. Seventeen out of the thirty four. Just go get seventeen out of the thirty four. That would give them a hundred and two points. Right, I would. Uh, I'll sign for that in a heartbeat. I think the biggest key, Cal, is them getting a Poso back. I really do. We're gonna find out. Yeah, hopefully I, he'll I be back soon. Huge, I think it's a huge key. Um, but it's 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 getting exciting in the sense that I would love to see them whole again for like the last twelve, fifteen games. And by whole, I mean Sezikis and a Poso in the lineup. I don't know if Grabowski's gonna play again this year, Cal. I really don't. I thought the I thought the defense was was fine the other night against the Stars. I thought the uh, the problem was the the forwards. Yeah, I didn't think the defense was that great. I I thought the whole team was was out of whack. Nah, see, I thought I thought the defense was fine. I I thought Nick Letty had a very strong game. I thought that Calvin DeHaan had a very strong game. I thought the forwards just didn't play consistently. They didn't forecheck consistently. They didn't cycle consistently. They were shifting lines all over the place. Martin goes out of the game in the first minute and a half. They're already shorthanded and having to play mall rat. I, I, I just would like to see this team whole. That's all. And I would like to see... Hopefully them you'll see that soon. Yeah, for the last 10 or 12 games so they can sort of build some momentum towards the playoffs. We've talked about this for a while, though, right? The 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 one through seven in the East, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, yeah, and I I would say the one if Boston makes it, then all eight of them fall into that. I think Florida would struggle if they wound up making it. I think Ottawa would struggle if they made it. Right. I think Philly would struggle if they made it. But if Boston uh, gets that eight seed, I think the same thing. Boston could beat anybody on a, in any series. Season ended today, it would be uh, Islanders-Red Wings, right? The season ended today, no, it would be Islanders-Penguins. How's that? We've gone over this. No, so no, we, but, but aren't the Rangers... The Rangers are in, 
Oh boy! Wow. Ready? Okay. I'm gonna break it down for you because I because I've never actually explained it to you verbally. <laughs> and maybe maybe something got lost in the translation. Right. All right, sir. And, and it's complicated, so don't feel bad. Oh, thanks. Any, anybody can get it wrong. <laughs> you're, you're a moron. Don't feel bad. It's okay. No, no, it's it's, it's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. Don't worry um, about it. What they do is they I'm take. I'm sorry. The... Did I miss semaphore hockey standings with Cal? Did that happen? <laughs> he wasn't doing it verbally. Was it interpretive dance? What's the hand signal for the Rangers? <laughs> I prepared a claymation video. That's which what explains it was. the uh, yeah, which can be confusing. I, have I you stand been corrected. Have you been carrying those flags with you everywhere? Yes. This is going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> Semaphore NHL standings. <laughs> Oof. Okay, go ahead. So the top two teams in each division. I know how this works. The first place teams in each division get the first two seeds. Yes. Okay. Right now, that is? That is the Rangers and the Canadians. Canadians are one. Rangers are two. Go in on. In that order, yes. Now, it does not break down in your traditional three through eight after that, which is where it gets confusing. Sure. The second and especially for a simp like me. Go on. No, no. And I'm ta- it's, don't feel bad. A lot of people get this wrong. Happens to everybody. Yeah. Totally normal. Second and third place teams in each division will square off in the first round of the playoffs. Right. So two place three and two place three. Correct. Right. So you have to so if you finish in second or third, you will play the other team in your division. In your own division. In your own division. Not in the opposite division. No. There was my confusion. No, it's in your own division. The oh, so, so you're thinking the second-place team in the Metropolitan Division plays the second-place team in the no, other division. plays the third-place team in the other division. Oh, I see. No. Which would make a ton of sense. No. But that's okay. They stay within the division. Right. There was my confusion. Because and, the and Islanders the, are two right now in their division, and the Red Wings are three in the other. Right. So Tampa Bay would play the Red Wings. The Islanders would play the Penguins. That's right. The Rangers would play uh, the Capitals, and the Canadians would play the Bruins. That's right. Can we say it as Bruins for yeah. all of the NHL playoffs? Sure. We can. Okay, so there is my confusion. You play within the your own division. The two, two plays three in their own division. Okay. Yes, and then... Isn't my way a lot more fun? Like your two, way or the highway? You, it really is. Right? Two plays three in the other division. It is, but I guess they're promoting the uh, the interdivisional right. matchups. Right. Not interdivisional, intradivisional. Which would, in theory, lend itself to a more intense series. Yes. No. Right? I, I yeah. I an can. An Islander Penguin series would be more intense than an Islanders Red Wing series. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. No. Say. No. Absolutely. So that's how it works, and then of course the final two teams make make it as wild card. So, and then in the second round they reseed. And then it's just they take the four teams that are left and whoever had the best record, that's they reseed it. That's 1 through 4. 
Exactly. And one plays four, two plays three. Correct. One plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> We're back to clue. <laughs> so that's that. So, so okay. that's where we are for the last six weeks of the season is positioning because all seven teams are pretty much locked in. Right. The only question is who's going to win that last wild card spot. So for the locals, that would be the Islanders and Rangers for us. If you're not in New York, they wouldn't be the locals. So disregard that. <laughs> but for our locals, um, it's they, they are jockeying for first place in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. And the Rangers, uh, the Islanders have the Rangers have many games in hand on the Islanders. Well, they have two, three after, after tonight. After tonight, they'll have three. But then it'll be back to two. By the, time, by the time they play on Tuesday. No, actually, it'll be four. Oh, it'll be four, right, because the Rangers only play on Sunday, right? Right. But they, but they, but they will have back-to-backs every weekend after that for the rest right. of the month. Let me, last thing on the Islanders. Let me ask you, right now, as we hit these last 17 games, let's say Kyle Oposo comes back on Tuesday night against the Rangers. He's been skating, he's been practicing, hopefully he's back. Casey Sezikis came back tonight, which is great. Again, I don't think we'll see Mikhail uh, Grabowski for a while, unfortunately, because of the concussion issues. And uh, so let's say Kyle Oposo's back, uh, Casey Sezikis is back. Uh, Let's go with Tyler Kennedy can't play because he's injured, unfortunately, for Gar Snow. Not a great look. Did you happen to catch Garcino's interview between periods the other night? Yeah, he's very uncomfortable speaking. Not only that. <laughs> if you can YouTube this, you should. Uh, Islander fans. He was... <laughs> First of all, Garcino put on a couple LBSs there. I, uh, I I don't want to say anything. He looks a little, little chunky, Garth. Second of all, and more, way more importantly, during the interview... On trade deadline day, or the day after the trade deadline, it was like really like kind of an fu to a lot of people who said like they weren't going to do anything, and he directly addressed the camera. Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> really weird. So so Shannon Hogan, who does between 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 innings between periods for the Islanders, um, would ask the question, and then he'd look at her as she asked him the question. Right. And he would respond to her by looking at you, the viewer. Well, it's pretty funny you should say that because it, it, we decided to make a hockey change. And he's looking right at the look, camera. Looking and he, at us. He's looking right at me. Which is, it was, it was disconcerting. Very, very uncomfortable. The way he looked at us. And also, I would imagine for the interviewer who... He's ignoring her. <laughs> right, he's he looking, turned away from her. I mean, it looked like a political address, like a like a like he was taking a question during a debate. I just don't. Think and then he like he took the question from Diane Sawyer and then looked directly in the camera and was like, "My fellow Islander fans." I just don't think he's very comfortable. Very funny in that setting. So uh, let's just say Tyler Kennedy is not playing. All right. Can you just give me your lines? For that, all you want, just my, just the lines. You, for that Tuesday night game against the Rangers, which will be the biggest game of the season to date, and I, will also will I also be the Rangers. It. The Rangers' last visit to the Nassau Coliseum during the regular season. Um, they may meet in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, in, in the 42-year history of the New York Islanders, 
uh, or 43. Um, what are your lines going into that game? You've got Ox back. You've got Sezikis back. Obviously, Martin is playing as well. And then you assume that Colin McDonald is in for um, uh, uh, Grabowski. No. No? Okay. Nope. All right, sir. No, because um, Grabner is playing. Yeah. So, right. So, okay, so here's, here's the line. for Grabowski? Uh, Grabner is in for Grabowski. Oh, okay. They've never played together. Right, so McDonald doesn't have to be active. That's right. I'm sorry. Exactly. Okay. Thank God. All right. Take he it easy. Stinks. He's trying. Okay, great. He's working that's, hard. Yeah, that working that's that's nice on a 25 win team. They don't have but, a choice. It's not like they're playing him because they, you know they want to. I Well, when they do have a choice, he shouldn't see the ice and he won't. He shouldn't. And he won't. He should have to drink warm beverages. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Um, Things have changed around here. They have. They have. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's for the better. We don't need Bill Guerin on the on the fourth line anymore. I don't. I don't know if I'm happy with myself. The way things have changed here. Your your expectation level or your just just how I feel how I feel myself. I'm I um. If I were to step outside of my body and look at me right now, yeah, I I'd shake my head disapprovingly. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because this is this has all gotten way out of hand for me. With the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just become too much. I um, I, I I need clarity here. I don't know. Well, understand. we'll talk about that later. I want to give you my lines. No, no. I want to talk about this now. We can do the lines after. Because you I'm asking me about the lines. I'm interested though. What do you mean? What 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 has gotten out of hand? It's not. I I have allowed this to get too serious for me. Like and I've allowed, I've allowed there to be too much on the line. Okay. Right now. We ju- we just didn't we just talk a couple weeks ago about how though how nice it was to be able to nitpick a win and yeah. we were sort of along for the ride. Has that changed? That's changed now. As we, with each game that we get closer to the playoffs, it's it's getting worse and worse for me. Okay. Because I'm because I'm picking more and more nits out of right. this team. I've noticed that. I didn't want to say anything. No. You don't have to. That's why I didn't. <laughs> because I know. <laughs> so you're in a relationship with the Islanders that's got a little too serious now. Yeah. I, and I, 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 I tried not to let it get to this point, but it's, it's, it's gotten away from me. When's the last time, sports-wise, you were in this spot with a team? The last time... Uh, well, the, uh, the the Jet playoff run a couple of years ago. Okay. But not at, to this extent. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, the last time I was like this was probably down the stretch in 2008 with the Mets. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And then again with the Jets, but again, not, it's not wasn't at the same and it's level. Different. It's just different. It's such a... Well, the sport is different. Yeah. And, well, and it's a weekly thing. I it's mean, you, you have three and a half hours. That's it. That's right. And you, you win and you, you move on, you lose and you go home. Right. Baseball, yeah, like, hockey, these are series, these are long seasons. 
I'm like I'm not under any illusions that the Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup this year, and anything less than that is going to be a, a, a grave disappointment. Okay, I get that, but a first round playoff loss would knock me for a loop. That I I it would take me a long time to recover from that, and it should not. That shouldn't happen after I, the season I, that they had. I have to agree with you though, Bry. I think I'm there with you. I don't think I'm as negative about how they're playing right now as you are. And I'm negative about how they're playing right now because I'm I'm so afraid of that outcome. Right. I don't I couldn't handle it. But but a first round playoff loss for this team and we're not even there yet. But even just the even just to contemplate it is tough to contemplate because they need to take another step. Everybody seems to forget that they made the playoffs two years ago. I know it was a strike shortened season, and I know they were the eight seed, but they made the playoffs two years ago and played well there. And then last year they had a step back, but th- I see this year as a continuation of that. And so a first-round playoff loss would be really bad. I totally agree with you there. They need to win a round of the playoffs. They really do. Just to get that monkey off their back, too. Right. It, it, they haven't won a playoff series in 21 years, 22 years. That's a right. long, that's a long time. That's a, that's a very long time. Yes. So I I am with you. I just I feel. I wonder, Bry, in '08 when you were like this with the Mets, was that because you could feel it slipping away? Well, yeah, be, yes, because it had happened the year before. Right. Do you feel it slipping away with this team? <sighs> I don't I don't think I feel it slipping away. But I feel like they I don't know. I feel like they need to to get back on track soon. Right. You feel like they need like a 5-6 game winning streak. No, not even. I just want to see them play better. Okay. Consistently because they're not I don't think they're I think they're playing playing well consistently. I think they have stretches where they play well, but I think they have more stretches where they play poorly right, right now. And they're hanging on, and if they win, it's not because they outplayed the other team so much as they kind of hung on. They're 2-4 and four in their last six games. Yeah. Or 2-2-2, two, two and two, however you want to put it. But they've lost four out of their last six games. Right. And the two, two games that they won, one was against an Arizona team that mailed it in completely. Right. And they were tied 1-1 going to the third period. So they didn't play a complete game in that one. Yeah. And the other game was the um, was last week, uh, Calgary. Right. Which is a better game. Which is a great game, yeah. Was, I mean, for, I, I, for both teams. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it, it was a very entertaining hockey game. I thought both teams played well. I thought it was a tight game, and I thought they won a good game. Right. So... I I just want to I my my fear, and coming this comes from thinking that they're just not ready yet, or this is all new to them. Like I said to you, I I don't think they I don't think they quite understand how to be a good team right now. Right. I think that I think that they think it's okay to take shifts off. Okay. With the thought that. Once the playoffs come, they're not going to do that anymore. 
Mm-hmm. That's, and that's my biggest fear with them is they think that they can just turn it back on when they need to in the playoffs. Okay. And I, I, I would like to see them do that sooner. And, you know, it's like an engine, right? You, you turn the car on and then you hit, you know, you hit, you hit the gas. It's not great for the car. You've got to gradually ramp up right. to the speed that you want to travel at. <laughs> right. It's like, the, it's like the playoffs. Sure. The playoffs are a car. <laughs> okay. I I I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I I would like to see them play better, uh, uh, more consistently as well. And I think there's something to this idea of taking shifts off or, or, um, you know, sort of. Again, we've talked about the specifics of their lackluster play. We've talked about urgency with the puck. We've talked about, uh, you know, too much stick handling, too much possession, too much, uh, you know, the the special teams. Too much passing, too much, you know, we, we've talked about the very specific stuff. I think the sort of line bingo that, that Capuano plays uh, sometimes is a little frustrating. Do you believe in Capuano as a coach, Cal? I do. I still don't. I know. You never have. I said to somebody the other day, I give him credit for this season. The, I was talking to a Ranger fan, actually. We were talking about the playoffs. And he asked me what I thought of Capuano, and I said... I give him credit for a lot of things um, with this team, not the least of which is that he's grown up with them. He seems to be able to push the right buttons with these guys, and obviously Tavares likes him. But I don't trust him as a, a, a tactician in the playoffs. And I don't like when he plays line bingo and abandons it after two shifts. Right. If you're going to do it, then do it. You know, If you're going to put the kid line back together, put it back together for a period. Right. Put it back together for the rest of the game. I think he does it just to get a spark. Yeah, and and I don't agree with that. If you're going right. to do it, then do it. You know. Um, so what are your lines? What do your lines look like on Tuesday night against the Rangers? Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum for the last time in history. Until, of course, they play three games there when they move to the Barclays Center. Or in the playoffs. Well, regular season. Uh, I, I would go with the line that they ran with for most of the season, the first line of Tavares, Oposo, and Bailey. Okay. I think Josh Bailey's playing really well. He's playing okay. Yeah, he's playing a lot better. Yeah. I, I, I see, and, then, and this is where we disagree. I don't, I don't look at this team and say anybody other than Tavares is playing really well. I think comparatively from how Josh Bailey played in the early part of the season, his last 10 or 15 games, he's got 10 points. He's got five goals. He's shown more defensive responsibility than I think he's shown in the past. I've liked the way he's forechecked. I've liked the way he's worked hard in the corners. He still misses way too many opportunities. He can't finish. I mean, Bailey's not going to finish. But that's. But I think that you can say that about the whole team. No, you you absolutely can, but I'm talking about you know? Bailey on that first line. I think Josh Bailey's playing pretty well. I, okay. I do. I think he's playing well. I think that first line, a lot of nights with him and Lee, and and JT has been a really good line. I think there's a lot that's gotten anything out of. I think there a lot there are there are a lot of nights over the last five eight games where seventy five percent of their shifts they're putting the most pressure. So uh, yeah, I agree. Okay, JT Bailey Ox, go on. I, I, I would love to see the kid line put back together. 
As would I. I really would. Strom, Nelson, Anders Lee. Because I, I think of all of all the guys that are struggling right now, Brock Nelson is the biggest one that stands out to me. He's hit the rookie wall. He, he really just has. he's been awful. He's hit the rookie wall. Yeah, he's 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 been really bad. I thought he was and, skating. I thought he was skating well tonight. Actually, the first mm-hmm. two periods. Yeah, I disagree. I think Nelson. You don't think he was? I mean, he had two breakaways. He had two four checks. He had three steals. His course, he was solid for the first two periods. Come on! Oh, don't don't you dare! But come you, on! You don't you dare use that word with me. Sorry. His Scorsese was good the first two periods. I, I will not accept. Advanced metrics in my hockey. Fine. He looked good to me. How's that? Okay, that's fine. How that, many shot? How many shots did he have through the first two periods? Four. I don't know. How many? Three. Are you okay? And three shots on net. I thought he played solid. He won two faceoffs on the penalty kill. Uh, that's something he hasn't done a lot of. I thought he was skating well. Okay. But yeah, put, put him back together. Maybe I, that'll help him. I agree. Uh, then and let him center that line because Strom has gotten a lot of. A lot of experience playing wing. Let him center that line. Sure. I have no problem with that. Right. Third line is Grabner, Nielsen, Kuhlman. Yes. And then your fourth line is your fourth line. Right. So the boys, are, the boys are back in town. So it's like you didn't have to ask. You knew. There we go. No, I just was curious about the first line. Well, yeah, I, be only because I don't think it's effective to have Lee and Oposo on the same line. Right. Even though Lee is probably better than Bailey, I think Bailey fits better. Yeah, yeah, and you saw that line do well before, right? You know, Tavares, Bailey, Oposo—they all know each other. They're all first-round draft picks. They've all been with the organization for five years, or whatever. They've been here for a while. They know each other well. I think Tavares is starting to like playing with Bailey. Yeah, well, that was—they um, interviewed Bailey after the second period, and they were talking about that. Yeah. No, they look so. cool. Well, it, uh, hockey's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's very stressful right now. I hope you can relent a little bit. Well, we'll see. I don't think you'll be able to. I don't think so either. Great. So it'll be fun. And the Rangers are are just they just continue to to get points. Even in a loss last night to Detroit, they still picked up a point in overtime. They are they are they're missing their goalie. And I know how you feel about the king. They're, they're, I mean, we talked about it last week. We're, they are rolling on all cylinders right now. I don't, I don't need to throw 800 more roses at their feet this week. I think we're all set. Okay, well. They traded for Keith Yandel. Congratulations. Why, don't, why are we even playing the Stanley Cup playoffs? Let's just put them in the finals now. Because they're, they're the best team ever assembled. Hmm. All right. They're that, not. Was, that was objective corner with Sam Pete. <laughs> uh, look, how many roses do we need to throw at their feet? I said last week that they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. And then they traded for Keith Yandel. Anything else? They signed Zuccarello to an extension. Yeah, I think he's overrated. I've said <laughs> this for a long time. I do. Okay, let's move on because this is not this is What, not you're going to tell me you're going to tell me that I have to uh, somehow say that Matt Zuccarello is awesome at 4.5 million dollars a year? You for, don't have for, to say for thirty points. You don't have he's to say fine. anything. He's fine. He's a gritty guy. He got four point five million dollars a year for four years on intangibles. So congratulations, Derek Jeter. Your intangibles are awesome. Congrats. 
I guess if Cal Clutterbuck can make $3.5 million a year, he can make $4.5 million a year. Because that's all he is. He's Cal Clutterbuck. He is. What, what does he do that's so far better than what Cal Clutterbuck does? Scores goals? Is he, how many? 16? Is his career high? Better than Cal Clutterbuck. Come on. Come on. If you put Cal Clutterbuck on John Tavares' line for an entire season, I bet you'd score 20 goals. I bet you would. Well, we'll never know. Enough. Will we? Enough. It's a fine signing. It's a good signing. What? what? I, I, why do I have to throw roses at Matt Zuccarello's feet? First of all, who? I want to know who's asking you to throw roses. You are. Over and over again. Roses. Bouquets yeah. I got to throw out all over the place. Bouquets. No. To the Rangers. You, you, I got to go down to 33rd and Broadway and throw and litter it with flowers like in like in coming like to America. <laughs> like like King Joffy's getting out of the that that's who that's who he is. Lundquist. He's King Joffy. Joffy Joffer. And I got to sprinkle roses down, rose petals. It's not how this this heat is just not healthy for you. I feel like it's very healthy. Your self-loathing... You're getting older. ...of the Islanders is not healthy for you. You can't enjoy this season. You're not enjoying this season anymore, I feel like. Uh, that's not true. I feel like you're not, you just got through saying that your expectations are too high and you've gone down a road where you're nitpicking and you're too nitpicky. That being said, I don't think <laughs> I would trade this season for last season. Below. Really? You wouldn't trade it for a 25-30 win season? No. No, I wouldn't. I'm I'm much happier now than I was last year. That segment was called Out on a Ledge with Brian Calvey. <laughs> Cows on a Ledge. Uh, you're really out on a limb there, buddy. I don't think you're enjoying the season anymore. And I don't think you like the Rangers. I will let me let me confirm that for you. <laughs> Look, I we we've agreed for weeks and weeks and weeks that they are going to take the Metro Division and that they are going to be the one or the two seed. I said last week that they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I maintain that, and they traded for Keith Yandel, so they—that's they, not enough. They are so <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, you tell me what I got to do. <laughs> I will not. Um, next Tuesday night's a pretty big game. Yeah. What will you be doing for that game? Talk to me about that game. Um, probably, will, you be, will, you be, will you be in the bunker? I'll be rolled up in the fetal position, <laughs> draped in, a, in an Islander's uh, towel. Flag. Flag. <laughs> I had a, an Islander's flag made. You'll be no. naked. You're, you're going to look like an album cover. You're just going to be naked in a fetal <laughs> position. In a, in a, you're going to look like a Cure cover. <laughs> I'll be watching the game. I have an interesting dilemma when it comes to that. With yes, what? I was, well, I was explaining to Wesley the other day what the playoffs are. Did so he say playoffs? <laughs> he did. He went Jim Moore on me. It's weird. He, so I'm explaining what the regular season is. And I'm, and I'm breaking this down, and then I'm telling him that they, and then they go to the playoffs. And I showed him pictures of the Stanley Cup. I said, this is what they're playing for. Because we were watching we were watching the NHL Network. See, I picture you like a therapist holding up pictures and asking <laughs> what comes to mind. Like on a big placard. 
Well, he said, Cal, he said this to me, and this is the truth. We're watching the NHL network during the trade deadline, like during the day. And he was homesick on Monday, so I was working from home. And so we're watching the NHL, and he wouldn't let me turn it off. I was like ready to turn it off, like after the Islanders made the Neuver trade. And he's like, no, no, Daddy, I'm watching that. I'm like, okay. And so they say, like, you know, this will help them in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I got the question of, what's the Stanley Cup playoffs? And I said, so I explained the regular season, and then they go to the playoffs. And I said, you know how they play a different team almost every night? Yeah, well, in the playoffs, you play one team, and you have to beat them four out of seven times. And he's like, you know, he's getting it, but he's not really getting it. But he's like, it doesn't matter. He goes, show me a picture of the Stanley Cup. I said, okay. And he goes, he said this, Cal. Do you have a picture of the Islanders with the Stanley Cup? And I said, buddy, I got four of them. <laughs> I said, because they won the cup That's four. They only made four pictures? That's correct. They, they won the cup four years in a row. And he was like, he was sort of blown away. Four years in a row. And then I got the pictures of Potvin holding up the cup and stuff, and he's loving it. He's eating all of it up. So I started thinking to myself, now he watches the first period of games with me now, and then he'll go to bed. Right, so to him, hockey is a one-period game. <laughs> if they win, if they win that first period, doesn't matter what they do the rest of the game. They won. <laughs> That's it. So I'm thinking to myself, I can't have this in the playoffs. And I even said to him, I said, "Buddy, you know how Daddy can sit and watch the Islanders? Well, in the playoffs, <laughs> Daddy needs to stand <laughs> and watch the game." And he goes. You mean like the Jet games? <laughs> That's a smart kid. Yes, you're very bright. So I don't know what to I'm going to have a dilemma, Cal. Do you say what are you going to Well, it's not a playoff game, so you should watch the first period with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not a playoff game. It's going to feel like one. Of course it is, but it's not. Islanders ranges. It means nothing. That game means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, I'll watch it with them. But I'm I'm wondering more about the playoffs. I don't know what to do about the playoffs. Well, I don't know if I can watch a playoff hockey game with 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 the four year old around. There'll be a lot of your sister's husbands being thrown. Uh-huh. Out. <laughs> your sister's potato will be said quite often during that game. <laughs> uh, we'll have to we'll have to address that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it's getting close. It is getting close. Hey, let's talk about. Um, do you want to go to baseball? Or you want to go to NFL free agency? Just just take me where you want to go, man. All right. <laughs> I follow along. Okay. Uh, then I want to go to uh, baseball. And um, All right, I would have said football, but go ahead. Okay, so let's go to football. No, I want to do baseball also because I got a lot to say about that. Soccer, it is. Soccer. <laughs> um, is that a sport? <laughs> uh, wow, we're gonna get called. You can't say that. There goes the South American audience. That's it. Peru, off. Um, all right, no, baseball. Um, interesting. <laughs> Look, you had the incident with David Wright and Noah Syndergaard and Bobby O'Doyle rules Parnell, um, where you and I had the conversation. It's much ado about nothing. I don't think it really means anything. I think what's been more interesting to me this week with David Wright was all the quotes about him or by him about backing up the talk. 
and saying, you know, the talk is – he's just been very Captain Lee to me this week, and I've kind of liked it. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Matt Harvey pitches tomorrow, Cal. Yeah. First time in 18 months. Okay. Is there any excitement building for you with Matt Harvey? No. Okay. Not yet. Next question. We had the uh, the Billy Bean, Daniel Murphy thing. Right. You and I had a lot of um, uh, really good conversations about that, I thought. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can we just go back? Sure. I want to go back to uh, – have you moved on from the Syndergaard thing or were you going to get to it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Okay. But, but um, please. I just there – was, there, was, there was one piece of this that I really liked that came out of this. Okay. Because when this all happened – my thought was, again, and we talked about it, and it was, this happens all the time. It just so happened that there were media members there right. that caught it this time. And I thought to myself, that's a misstep by David Wright. David Wright should have right. seen the writer there and taken Syndergaard off to the side and had a conversation with him out of the the view of... Um, of the writer. Right. And also uh, removing him from the the bully antics of Bobby Parnell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, again, all of the parties have said that it was kind of blown out of proportion. Yes. Exactly how it went. But I still thought it was a misstep. And then the next day, David Wright had the self-awareness to apologize yep. to Noah Syndergaard and said, if I did anything wrong, I should have realized that the media was there. Absolutely. And, I, and that, to me, was the takeaway of the entire thing. Yep. Was the fact that he realized that that was something that didn't need to get out. Yep. He put a lot more pressure on Cindergard by allowing someone to see it. And he apologized to him. And I and I I thought that was and and the message the way that it was intended, it would appear. He's a, I, he's a kid. I totally agree. And he, he doesn't understand how things work yet. And this was them showing him this is how things work. And that's well, all it was. Well, and not only that, I think he also showed a level of maturity that supposedly he didn't have, or it was rumored that he didn't have. By addressing it directly with reporters and not sort of, you know, uh, like the next day or three days later or whatever, like directly addressing it, saying my mistake, saying that they were right to do it, lesson learned, and I'm going to get my crap together here. Whether he believes that or not, he said the right things and that there's a level of maturity just to the way that he answered the question. And also, I, I, I got the feeling, Cal, from the reporters that were reporting on it that he does believe it, that they felt he was sincere. I think so, too. Yeah. And, I, good, and, I, think, see. and I think a guy like David Wright explaining, like, all right, so David Wright explains to Noah Syndergaard the right and wrong way to do things. Right. Okay? He's the guy doing it. I believe that Syndergaard gets it, and he probably won't make the same mistake again. If you take David Wright out of the equation, and Bobby Parnell is the veteran in the clubhouse, 
and he decides I'm going to embarrass this kid in right. front of everybody, then there's maybe some resentment. Maybe yeah. he doesn't get the message. So I just I the takeaway for me is that, like you said, he's been very captainly. Yeah, he and has, I, and I was impressed by that. Yeah, I I um I'm starting to think about this team. I don't know if you are, because the anger is still so uh, upfront for you, and it's still my. I, I think I've moved from anger to frustration. Um, with the offseason. But I'm starting to move towards thinking about this team on the field. Um, because this is what they this is what they are. This is how they're constituted. And as we've talked a lot, there's a lot of things you want to like. Yeah. Um, and there are, you know, this is like resigning yourself to the Wilpons. There's things that are just not going to change. Um, I do want to say that my frustration and anger about Sandy Alderson was put on hold for at least a day or two by his efforts with Billy Bean. And uh, I guess, you know, Billy Bean's appearance uh, as the ambassador of inclusion for Major League Baseball, uh, that's Billy Bean without the E, not the general manager of the A's, but the uh, ex-San Diego Padre and played for six years in the Major Leagues and, of course, came out um, of, of the closet after he retired um, Alderson was behind it, like starting in November, and Alderson was uh, Sandy Alderson was insistent uh, that uh, Billy Bean come and talk to his team. He wanted him to suit up and play, and he even wanted him to play in some games, so these guys would get the feel for having a gay teammate. And I think Sandy Alderson's, and and this really hasn't been said a ton. I don't think. And it doesn't matter if it was. I want to say, I think Sandy Alderson's efforts in this regard are admirable. And I think they are, um, they should be lauded to a certain extent. And I, and I, um, I think it's, it's a pretty, gutsy is not the right word. I don't think Sandy Alderson's doing it for any sort of recognition or anything like that. Um, and, you know, they gave the reason in the article, Cal, about the ex-player, uh, you know, who, who was afraid to come out and wound up, you know, sort of dying of, uh, not sort of, wound up dying of AIDS and, and sort of friendless and wasn't supported by the organization and stuff like that uh, with the AIDS. And Sandy Alderson sort of vowed to never have that happen again. So it's it's not that it's courageous or anything like that. I don't think Sandy Alderson's trying to be Branch Ricky. Uh, but I think he should be commended for doing this, and I and I applaud his efforts for trying to get Billy Bean uh, involved with the Mets organization. Billy Bean today said uh, with Boomer and Carton that he's been asked back again, that he'll be back with the Mets, you know, throwing batting practice during the season, and will be around the team a little bit. So he's he's going to see Dan Murphy again, and he looks forward to that. And um, so I just want I just want to say that about Alderson. I. I I respect and admire what he's trying to do. I think it's important. Okay. Do you want to know what I think? Yeah, of course. I think, um, or I wish, he would have spent as much effort trying to improve the team, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, as he did with trying to set this whole thing up with Billy Bean. Yeah, I, I mean... It's I, not a, and this is not a knock against Billy Bean, because I told you, I read his article... I think he's a class act. 
I, I think that everything that he's doing is terrific. I think his presence in camp is terrific. But I'm, you want to talk about throwing roses. I'm not going to throw a damn rose at Sandy Alderson's feet. See, I think, it's, I think it's bigger picture than that, though. I mean, I think, I think what Sandy Alderson's trying to do by doing this is way bigger picture than the Mets this season. Yeah, maybe. You might be right. I, I I'm I'm I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I I just that's what I feel. I feel right. like this sort of effort that he's making with Billy Bean is way to me is way bigger picture than, you know, not getting a shortstop, you know. Um That's fine. Just because of the, the the social um ramifications and the social um uh, trying to change uh, institutions in baseball um I think is I, I think is is important. Um, that said, I I can completely understand what you're saying because it seems like Sandy Allison pursued this quite passionately, and maybe because he has a bigger scheme of things sort of view of it. But it would be nice to sort of pursue making the team better for 2015, maybe as passionately. So I could totally well uh, well he 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 goes the entire winter. You barely know he's got a pulse, right. And and he's he's putting forth this great effort to arrange for Billy Bean to be in uniform. Forget about just in camp to talk to the players. To come down and be in uniform, he wanted to get the guy into a game to play. Yeah. I mean, I think he saw that as part of the inclusion, though. I think he was saying it's not just enough for him to come and give a talk. He wants um, these players... To these current players to be around um, and and have a gay teammate essentially, and 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 see that he's just another guy that he can hit, run, throw, play like everybody else. Right. And I, and I, I agree with I I agree with with all of that because I'm that's those are my beliefs is that players should accept whoever in the clubhouse regardless of their orientation or their beliefs, if you're part of a team, you're part of a team. Yeah. And I think that there should, there should be more of an effort to understand right. these things. Yeah. Where, where my blood pressure is going up is giving Sandy Alderson credit for this when there's his his job is to improve the team, right? General manager is his okay. Let me ask you: Is his number one job to improve the team on the field or to foster this environment of inclusion within his team? I think his number one job is the product on the field that plays baseball. Um, was Branch Rickey's number one job to win games? And have the best product on the field for the Dodgers. Yeah, but see, you just you just said that you're not trying to compare him. To no, that. I'm, I'm but I, but I'm asking because Sandy Alderson's efforts here are are are, are uh, for inclusion are trying to change, uh, you know, or working towards change in institutions. He's he didn't he didn't go bring in a, a gay baseball player, right, and put him on his team. You know, Brent, I guess, Brent I guess Ricky, my, my, Ricky did that. 
Right. So Branch Rickey sort of combined the two because A, Jackie Robinson made his team better. Right. But B, he wanted to break down that wall and that barrier and saw the social importance of big picture. And I, and I guess that's, that's kind of what my feeling is, is if we haven't had the last five years of crap with this guy. Right. Right. And we didn't have this last offseason when there was a clear opportunity to make the team better, and he didn't take that opportunity. If right. he had done anything along the way, and in addition worked on, on this inclusion philosophy or whatever you want to call it, right. I'd feel a lot better about it. I, to me, it was like he had two choices. He could do this. Or he could do that, and he chose to do that. Mm, and I, okay, that's that's what it looks like to me. I, and maybe I, that's maybe that's not what happened, but that's my perception. Right. That's why I'm angry. I, I mean, I think he, from everything I read, I think he saw an opportunity because he talked to Bean in November, and followed up with it. It's so like he, you know, he spoke to Bean in November, I guess, at the winter meetings or something like that. And right. Bean had mentioned that he might be doing something like this. And Alderson said to him in November, I want you to come and do this. And then he sort of didn't forget about it. And he sort of doubled down on it uh, a few weeks ago when he said, not only do I want you to come, I want you to play and play in a few games, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I didn't see it as going on concurrently with the improving of the team. All I, all I, was, all I was thinking of doing, Brian, because I share your frustration big time, when it comes to Alderson and this team, we've talked about it a million times. It would have been so easy for him to make us excited about this team. Took two moves, and he didn't make them. And you know what? And, and I, I will readily I was, admit, I'm probably not being fair. No, I was just I'll, talking I'll about. That. I was I was talking about putting the pause button on that. For for this for for to commend him for seeing the bigger picture and for seeing that this is an important issue and trying to uh, to to. Uh, doing this to to sort of move, I don't know, move the needle of conversation forward, right? A little bit, and having the Mets be a part of that, you know. Uh, and then I can, you know, after it's done, I can unpause it like you used to do on the old tape deck, and I can't stand him again mm-hmm. <laughs> for the product on the field. It, it, it's it, to me. The idea of inclusion, look, we talked about this a ton with when Michael Sam came out and he was about to be in a professional sports locker room. Uh, we talked about it with Collins because we've been on doing this show for five years. Bean is the example now, the latest example in baseball about inclusion in a locker room in professional sports. And I think it's, I, I just, I, I applaud those sort of efforts. Okay. No, no matter who's making them. Now, again, pause button undone. <laughs> and now you're seeing this team take shape. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was, my point before Alderson and Bean and all that stuff. And there's no need to get into the Murphy stuff. There's, there's really not. I don't think. I think you and I had a really good conversation about it. I think Billy Bean's article said it all. I think he understands that Daniel Murphy's conflicted, so why don't we? You know, Andy Martino wrote a piece on it that was fine. I had a, I thought it was unfair to Murphy in some ways, but it was a conversation. And again, you know, Daniel Murphy getting killed anybody anywhere and and getting sort of 
uh, labeled a bigot or a homophobe or whatever, go read Billy Bean's article before you label anybody anything. Because Billy Bean didn't. Billy Bean didn't call Daniel Murphy a homophobe or a bigot. So if if that guy doesn't, well, then you shouldn't either. Well, that's generally how it works. Yeah, in situations I, like this. Hey, the, look, like I said, Cal, for some people, if you make the comments that Daniel Murphy made, there's no gray area. Are a bigot and a homophobe. Right. I'm just I'm just saying guys like Billy Bean, guys like Jackie Robinson, that they're they're who they are and they're role models and for a reason. They, yeah. they they set the example that people don't often follow. Yep, that's right. And you and you just hope that on both sides of the equation that people follow Beans and to a certain extent Murphy's lead. You know, Daniel Murphy spoke his mind. Whether you agree with his mind or not, you know, <laughs> too bad. Uh, that took that did take courage because it's not a popular sentiment to have it doesn't seem and he spoke his mind look if billy bean didn't have a problem with it i don't you know i can't see how you would so hopefully you know the sides handle it with discussion and discourse which is i think what murphy tried to do so we don't need to go super deep into that. I hope it advanced things. I thought that, that that it was... At the end of it, I thought it was a good thing. I really did. Billy Bean is going to face that uh, sort of sentiment in other clubhouses. He's going to face that. Right. Anyway, the the real quick, the on-the-field product is taping, taking shape. Oh, by the way, A-Rod just uh, took an 0-2 pitch. Uh, for ball one outside, <laughs> there was a play-by-play of Aaron. Did you see he was on the cover of the post? The front. Yes. The front page, not the back page, not the sports page. Arod front page, front page news. Honestly, <laughs> it's ridiculous. This team is uh, this Mets team is starting to take shape. Um. I'm a little scared. What are you scared about? I might like them. Good. Nothing wrong with liking them. How dare you? I want to like them. You don't believe that. I don't believe what? <laughs> that it's okay to like them. <laughs> no, it is. I, I, like I said, I would, I would love to be able to like them. Okay. I'm just not. I'm not there yet. I'm hoping that when the season starts, I'll be there. But. Right now, just not there. Are you in? Are you into the spring training games? Like, were you into following the results of what was going on in the last two days? Or I'm checking the box score. You are. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, you know what Flores does, what Nimmo does. Flores got hurt. He got hit by a pitch. Yeah, he he took batting practice today. He's fine. Um, I thought David Wright's comments about Wilma Flores were really interesting. Uh, and, and again, have talk about having a captainy week. And trying to buoy the kid. You you hit the nail on the head that they were setting this kid up for failure so much. And I think David Wright tried to combat that a little bit this week. Right. I agree. Um, so, again, 
And so, so the Harvard, the Harvard and Ivy League educated people couldn't see this. David Wright saw it though. Yeah, well, I did. Well, it's his job to have the the sort of temperature of the ball club, and I thought he did that really well. Um, you, see they, you see, they took the shirts back. Yep, I did. I wonder where that came from. I would not be surprised if it was David Wright. Well, I guess we might as well just give him credit for that too. Well, somebody had to a, say something, Cal. Having such a good week, and it certainly wasn't Terry Collins. Well, who trips over himself to get to a microphone to tell everybody how they're going to make the playoffs continually. So somebody had to say something to management, and you know he didn't like the underdog shirts. He came out on record as saying he didn't like the underdog shirts a couple years ago. He didn't like these shirts either. No. It would not surprise me. I love that they were like just taken out of their lockers. Yep. Anyway, uh, we got plenty of time to talk about baseball. And I want to, you know, eventually, Kelly, I'd like to talk about what goes on on the field. I feel like we talk a lot about the Mets and just just want to talk about like I, I'm looking forward to games and the season starting where we can talk about they did this, they did that. They should throw this pitch here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, NFL free agency. And then we'll wrap. Holy cow, Cal. I cannot uh, wait. I know. Tuesday. For Tuesday the 10th. I so can't Tuesday. So look friggin' at, wait. Look at tu- Tuesday. You've got the Islander Ranger game. Yep. And you've got the start of NFL free agency. I may need to take off Tuesday. That's crazy. Tuesday, may, what, that I'm going to take off work? or No, no. I, I would expect that. It's crazy how much stuff is going on. Yep. I can't. I'm through the roof. I'm through the roof. Okay. And. And. Yeah. And it means nothing to you, but the Big East tournament starts next week. You're right. That means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Hey, we're both going to be in the tournament this year. Yeah, we are. For the first time ever. I don't think so. I think we were in, I think there was one year where we were both in it. Not when we were doing the show. Um... A couple of years ago, yeah. Were you guys in the year we beat West Virginia? The last time we were in the tournament was four years ago, 2011. I think that was the year we beat West Virginia. Okay. In the first round. Huggins is, was coaching West Virginia. We upset them in the first round, then we lost to Ohio State in the second round, I think. Maybe. Maybe we were both in that year. Yeah, it will be. It will be. So, but go back to NFL, because that's, that's – Crazy pants. You're okay, right. so so Jets wise, we're hearing Schefter comes out and says today that the the Jets will spend any amount of money to get Darrell Revis, and it's going to be between the Jets and so let me let me have a list from you, okay, for the Jets. A wish list? Yeah, give me your give me your three, three guys that I want to see the Jets sign like early, like, like three guys you want to see in early. Like I want to see all three of them on the team, or I want to see one of these three they sign. Because I don't know if it's you realistic. Know, they got $55 million in cap room. Give me three guys you want to see them sign. Ooh, okay. Um, Revis. So Revis shakes free. Yeah, I think I, if, if Revis is free, I would like to see them sign Revis. If Revis is not free, then Byron Maxwell. Okay. Are um, you giving Darrell Revis two and 32? He's not going to give him four. Two and thirty-two, twenty guaranteed. You do that, and you think it's you think it's between the Jets and the Patriots? I do. 
I don't think he makes it to free agency. You don't think you don't think Rex Ryan's going to want him? No, and the money. Well, they're only 13 million under the cap. They don't have the money. They can't afford him. I mean, at best they can afford him for a year. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go to Buffalo. I don't I don't I think he will go where the money is. Well, they don't have it. Unless he will go where the money is unless the Jets offer him the most money and he just says, F you, I'm not going back. Which is possible. I don't think it's possible. I think Darrell Rivas takes the most money, wherever the most money is. Okay. But I, and, think the, I think the Patriots – I don't think he ever shakes loose. I okay. really don't. So now, do you, think the, do you think the Patriots will be able to keep him and McCourty? No. Then I want McCourty. Okay. So That's he's the guy. So he's a number one target. He would be number one. Maxwell would be number two. Okay. Um, and number By three – By the way, you, you can sign both. You can. You I know. Have, you have plenty of cash. Got the money to do it. Yep. And number three – number three – I'll say Spiller. Okay. I'd like to see them bring C.J. Spiller in. Okay. And I want them to re-sign Harvin. You want them to keep Harvin and restructure? Right. Okay. You're not keeping Harvin at 10.5, right? Um, million a year. I mean, he's going to have to restructure, otherwise you cut him. You, you can't have Percy Harvin on that team at 10.5 million. I guess not, but I, f- I feel like he fits real well on this team. I, I do too, but he doesn't get that on the open market, Cal. If you cut him tomorrow, there's no way he gets $10.5 million. Well, if, as, as long as he knows that and is open to restructuring, right. then I don't think there'll be a problem. If he restructures, I absolutely want to keep him as well. If he doesn't, say hasta la vie. Who do you want? I think if Revis does not shake free... McCourty is my first signing. Two two reasons. One, they need him. Uh, and, and Todd Bowles does wonderful things with safeties. And to pair him with Calvin Pryor would be really good for the Jets. Uh, I see him as almost like a Jimmy Leonard. Yeah. And almost bringing in, you know, a real better, heady guy. And two, Leonard, and oh, yes, no, skill-wise better than Leonard. But as like a captain of the defense. And two, it hurts the Patriots a lot. Right. right. So do he's you, he's one. Do you want Cromartie back? Yes, but as my second corner. Right. I, I got to get another corner. I got to sign two corners. Okay. My first corner is Kareem Jackson. Okay. I don't want to pay for Maxwell. I do want to pay for Kareem Jackson. Five years, you know, four or five year starter, twenty five years old, comes uh, from Houston, so McCagnan knows him really, really well. Knows what he can do. That's a good one. Okay. Kareem Jackson is my second guy I want. This is, so one is, Revis, this is day one. Revis is, is the undisputed heavyweight champion of number one. Right. If Revis somehow shakes free, I don't care what he did in the past. I don't care what you have to pay him. If you want to be committed to turning this team around in a hurry, to me, you get Darrell Revis. And you show everybody, hey, look. We want to be good now. And you have the money to do so. And you have to spend $30 million towards it. Now, I know this is not a popular opinion. There are some folks uh, whose opinions I respect a great deal who think you should have nothing to do with Rebus. Hey, it'd be much smarter to sign a Kareem Jackson and a 
uh, who's the, there's another corner I'm thinking of. I can't think of his name. But it, it's second tier corner. Mm. Um, and then you know you have Milner, you have Dex McDougal, and you go from there. I think, look, if I can get the band back together, if I can get Revis and Cromartie back together, I'm good. Or better yet, give me Revis, Kareem Jackson, and McCourty. Away we go. But wow, again, all right. I don't think Revis shakes free. You don't. So McCourty one, Kareem Jackson two. And my third guy that I really want to see them get. I guess I'm kind of alone here, is Shane Vereen. And again, I think he's a better third down back. He's got tremendous hands. I would take him as an alternative to Spiller. I, I kind of want him more than Spiller. Yeah. And he hurts, and it hurts the Patriots a lot. A lot. Think about what the Patriots would be. I mean, they'd still be good. If the Jets had taken Julian Edelman away two years ago as a free agent. I mean, it hurts the Patriots a lot. Yeah. And he's good. And yeah. he's a huge weapon on that team. He's a huge third down back weapon. Huge. So that's my third guy. Shane Vereen. All right. How do you feel about Cobb? Uh, I like him. I think he's going to be way expensive. He'll be overpriced. And is he just a slot guy? He seems like just a slot guy. Uh, I don't know if he's just a slot guy. but I don't know if he is either, but... I mean, he operates so well out of the slot on that team. He rarely plays the X or the Y. I I would... Mm, I like him, though. He had 91 catches last year, Cal. I know. I know. No, he's very good. I think he's going to be way expensive. Um, what do you think of Torrey Smith? That's the other guy. That's the alternative that everybody's pointing to because he is that. He's your deep guy. Yeah, he's that outside receiver who can take the top off a defense, and you can let. You're looking for a Demarius Thomas to go along with Decker, right? Yeah, I don't know if Cobb is that guy. guy. I don't know if Cobb's that guy either. Is Crabtree that guy? I love Crabtree. You know how I feel about Crabtree. I know you love him, but he gets hurt a lot. I've loved him since college. I know. If you if I had to rank my free agent receivers, you do actually. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to Officially. tell you. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know where to put Macklin. I don't know where to put Cobb. I would put Crabtree one. Yeah. Well, I just and then I would draft. I would draft one. I'm going to draft one. Regardless. You're going to draft a receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. But I'm going to take one in the second or third round. And I'm going to take that edge rusher in the first. Oh, you know you know the guy that I like for the line? Ayapati. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm reading that he's overrated. I'm reading that he's strictly like Connor uh, over at TOJ. Saying he's strictly like – yeah, he does. And Tiny said it too. Tiny Nolan over at TOJ said he's strictly a run guy. And that his yeah. pa- his pa- his pass pro is not that great, and you we can't have more bad pass pro on the interior line. Well, that's yeah. Um, but I mean, I he's 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 obviously going to get paid really really well. And then the other question is, what do you do with Harris? I'm not going big for him. I mean, if Rex wants to give him eight a year, knock yourself out. Yeah, I'd sign Spikes, you know, for for half the money. And I pick up four years. David Harris is 31. Yeah. 
you know, Spikes is 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 27 or 28, does the same thing as David Harris. I'm not going big on David Harris. I see. I see. I see. He's going to the Bills. That seems like a. Well, uh, he's Rex's Bart Scott, right? Yeah. What was yeah, the first yeah. thing that? What was the first free agent signing that Rex made when he went to the Jets? It was Bart Scott? He, they were at his house at 12:01. Right. A.M. To sign him, so that's his. That's his. That's his Bart Scott. Do you think that the Giants will be a player for Sue? Uh, no. I'm hearing whispers. Oh yeah, I am. I no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he's the, their type of guy. And I think that I think he could be the quiet. I, I think they could be quietly a player for him. I really do. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, his natural landing spot is is the Raiders. The Cowboys. No, it's the Raiders. The Raiders. If there was ever, yeah, maybe a, a Raider, a born Raider. <laughs> it's Sue. I mean, he's, he's stepping on people's ankles, and he's he's yeah, a jerk, I, and he's I a guess. tremendous player. Brandon Flowers, by the way, I think was the other cornerback. Okay. Yep. Yep. Second tier guy. You know who's an outside linebacker that I love? Jerry Hughes. Yeah, from the Bills. Go give me him. Go. What, what's wrong with him? There's, no, there's nothing wrong with him. I, I'll take him right away from the, from the Bills. Thank yeah. you very much. And I'll let them play, pay David Harris what they were going to pay Jerry Hughes. Hmm. Yeah, I would like to see. Uh, you know what? Put him as four for me. So McCordy, Kareem Jackson, Shane Vereen. Jerry Hughes, first day of free agency, and, uh, I'll, and see in the, I'll see you in the playoffs. And you're done. And then Ryan Mallett on day two. You know. <laughs> what? I want Ryan Mallett. Why? Because I want him to come in and compete with, with Geno Smith. But Ryan Mallett? Yep. Like him a lot. I've looked at film. I don't know. Backed up Brady. The Patriots drafted him. How could they be wrong? They're never wrong. Sure they, they know what they're doing. They um, I this is all well and good. Sure. All this talk. Sure. It's great. A lot of fun to talk like this, right? It's enjoyable. It really is. You can really get ahead of yourself. Here's the thing. I don't think the Jets are going to do this. I don't think McCagnan's going to go out and, and and spend money like a drunken sailor. He has on to. the first day. He he doesn't have to do it on the first day. Don't you think though that they're going to be really conscious of the fact that they let it get away from them last year and that they need to make a big signing on the first day, not to mention they they're have gonna, to spend $30 million cash. They're going to make one big signing maybe on the first day. They're not going to sign two or three top free agents on day one. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, nobody, think, nobody does, but I think can they at least have them in for visits? I think that their list is much more targeted than we as fans think. It's it's fun when you're doing a season of Madden and you get to free agency. But that's a very targeted list that we just gave. I I think it's I think it's probably like Revis right now. Revis. That's all they care about. Revis. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think. I don't know. I hate it if it is. <laughs> Well, you'd I don't. Like I don't them have a. You'd like to see them have less tunnel vision than that. I mean, they have so many areas of need. 
I could see them. I could see them having three big targets. The thing that, that concerns me is that it's 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 too obvious that they want Revis that bad, and right. now the Patriots are going to be like, well, we're not going to let him get to you. So, well, the, the Patriots have to rework. I mean, they have till Monday. They're going to have to rework it. I know to rework that deal. I don't. I I I agree with you, Cal. I don't think he gets away from the Patriots. I really don't. I think they make him like a four-year, you know, four-year, forty-five million dollar offer. He probably has an out in the contract after three years, or he'll hold out. I don't think he goes. I don't think he goes anywhere. I, I would love to see McCordy that first day. We'll see. Give me one guy you want to see that first day. The first day, the first. I I want to see. Um, other than Revis. Yes, we're taking Revis out of the equation. I can't. I've we got both, this. I've I got know. this jersey that's I know. been in the closet for two years. I know. I still fit in it. You know, like a woman that tries on a dress. It's, I was just going to say, did you wear it to a wedding? No, <laughs> just put it on, look in the mirror. Look, honey, I still fit in my Revis jersey. <laughs> Remember when I wore it to that game? Two years ago. Uh, still fits. Day one, McCourty. Okay. I agree. We agree. Day That's one, the McCourty. guy that I want. Tuesday, when we're texting, watching the Islander Ranger game, it's right. going to be... Uh, uh, and they sign McCourty. That's what I want. How many times are we going to hear, don't let him out of the building oh, in the coming days? God. Or, conversely, how could you let him out of the building? <laughs> hey, everybody, the guy has to want to sign the contract. Can't just, can't just make him do it. I'm looking at this list. Just, just okay. For example. Par exemple? Yeah. For example, uh, here's the list of um, edge defenders. Okay. Okay. And it's not—I don't think it's really ranked. I mean, like like your guys, Jerry Hughes is at the top, Greg Hardy's at the top, Arakpo. But you go down the list and you keep going, and a guy like James Harrison, admittedly past his prime, number nineteen. Right. Dwight Freeney, number twenty. So there's 20 guys in free agency better than Dwight Freeman. Yeah. It's incredible the depth of free agents this year. This is a very deep free agent class. It is. Incredible. And the year that the Jets have all of this money happens to be a deep year. The only problem is about six other teams have all this money as well. Right. Including uh, now the Eagles. New to the party. Right. Philadelphia. Right. That was such a Madden trade. What a great trade, though. Like, from from uh, the Madden standpoint. Oh, from a fan like, perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I think Red Flag City, all over the place, that Philly would just give McCoy up like that. Oh, yeah. You saw Bruce Arians, Cal, right? Yeah. You know, saying that we all knew. Everybody knows he was available. We, uh, we're okay. We're all set at running back. And this is a team with no running back. Running back. Andre Ellington destroying fantasy teams everywhere. It's, uh... It it was fascinating. Yep, it was fascinating, and, and and it makes you like. Did Rex decide that Kiko Alonso couldn't play in his system? Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Rex may run the ball six hundred and fifty times next year. He may, and Shady may have four hundred of those carries. He might. 
He's going to have 500 touches next year, McCoy. Very he's only, interesting. He's only 26. Yeah. But, the, but I, I just, I, it's such a ridiculous trade. And Chip Kelly's just out of his mind. I can't wait until Mariota's on the board at oh. six. And Chip Kelly's like speed dialing McCagnon. Like, come on, pick up. Here, come whatever on, you want. Mike, pick Here, up. Look, I've, op- I've opened the pantry. Just go in and take what you want. <laughs> I'm not, I'll look the other way. Go. I tell you what, we're supposed to play you on the road next year, Chip Kelly. Let's make that a jet home game. How's that sound? Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. Whatever you want. Give me the duck, man. I need the duck. What would you want should that scenario present itself? I mean, we're a long way away from that, but... I want the Eagles... Uh, if he calls... Yeah. 2015 first, 2016 first, 2015 second, and Nick Foles. So a first and a second this year... Well, they're first. Yeah. They're first and they're second yep. this year. Yep. And they're first next year. Yes. And Nick Foles. And Nick Foles. Yes. Yeah. And and I, I've been told that's under. Hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> I've been told that's under. Look what they gave up for RG3 a couple years ago. That was three ones. Let me let me put it to you this way. Please. If the Jets are up at six and Mariota is still on the board, yeah. you trade it. Absolutely. Under no circumstances do you not trade it. If you can find a partner, maybe somebody doesn't want to trade for him. Well no, the no, Philly is, is the one. Right. That's but my guess if I have a dance partner, absolutely. My guess is Philly's going to make that deal with someone above the Jets. Probably, but who's going to make that deal, Cal? If you're the Redskins, are you going to make that deal within your own division and have to look at Mariota twice a year for the next 10 years? No, but if you're Tennessee, you might. Tennessee, you might. Tennessee, is Tennessee. I have to say, is playing Tennessee's the key. Game. Yeah, they're playing it well. They're playing it very well. Yeah, sure, Zach Mettenberger. We love him. We lo- can't get enough of him. He's really? Zach Mettenberger. We're selling Mettenberger jerseys like you would not believe. Hotcakes. You're supposed to believe that <laughs> you're-, you're in love with Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> I'm not buying it. My buddy Jess brought up a great point, though. If that's their play, wouldn't they be in love with Mariota to make the Eagles think that they're going to take him at the two? And I said, it's a tough spot for Tennessee because if they do love Mariota and the Bucks are at one, they don't want to let the Bucks know that they love him because the Bucks are not a lock to take Jameis Winston. Oh, I think they're a, a, a mortal lock. But if you're Tennessee and you're at two, do you really want to let the Bucks know that you love Mariota? No. Because then the Bucks will threaten to take Mariota at number one, and there he goes. So, I, I, so that's I, that would be Tennessee's reason for saying they love Zach Mettenberger. See, I don't, I don't think there's any danger of Tampa taking Mariota. I think they're pretty. I think it's pretty out there. Okay. Winston visited them already. Then why would then what smokescreen is Tennessee setting? If you wanted to set anything, you would say you're in love with Mariota and you're going to take him and make the Eagles trade into that spot. Right. 
that's the only thing I could think of. I my thinking was they don't want to let the Bucks know that right. they like they like either guy. Right. That they're all set at quarterback. They're not thinking about taking a quarterback. Right? Because it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. You would want to put. You would want to say we're in love with the quarterbacks. We're definitely taking one at the two. Fascinating. They're not gonna. The three is is Jacksonville. They just took Blake Bortles, so they're not gonna take him. And the Raiders are four with Derek Carr, so they're not gonna take him. I don't think they're gonna take him. And five is the Redskins. And if it's Mariota, you can't trade with the Eagles. You can't do that. You could. I mean, you could. You'd get killed for it. Imagine he comes and he's an All Pro for ten years, and you got to look at him every week. How about this one? All right, sir. This is fun. <laughs> The Jets are up, sixth pick. Sure. Ma- Mariota's on the board. Right. Amari Cooper is on the board. Sure. What do you do? You have, I, have I signed a wide receiver in free agency? Um, no. <laughs> and Chip Kelly calls and he offers that deal? I take the deal. Absolutely. You take the deal, right? Absolutely. And then you go just go take a different receiver later on. You go take White, you know. Uh, White's not going to be there down at 20, but. Probably not. But, I, but okay. Take a receiver in the second round. I mean, it's a, it's an unbelievably deep receiver class. Because you're, because you're getting a first-round pick next year, too. Yeah, and a yeah. second. I'll go, no, take but, a, I'll go take a receiver with that Eagles second-round pick that I get. And I'll have Nick Foles throwing to him. You like Foles? I do. I don't love him, but I like him. I do. Okay. I think he's. I. I. I think. I think I do. I don't think he's a product necessarily of Chip Kelly. I would like to oh. see him in another offense, <laughs> standard offense. Right. Yourself as a communist. It's like that famous Ernie and Bert. <laughs> That's the touring test for me. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 